All right. Welcome back to the More Than Different podcast. Checking in from different locations as we often are. I'm down the Cape on our annual family vacation and C-Mac had to head back north to the dish in Arlington because he's logging the big boy hours in the real world. And C-Mac's got the guns out on the pod. That's a first. I You must be feeling something tonight, see. That take two is better than take one, baby. Yeah, I mean, summer's out, fun's out, guns out, baby. You know what I'm saying? Look, we're going to keep that PG rated. Um, but these puppies aren't uh, if, for the people watching YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you need, a, um, you need a license to carry those things. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I try to conceal them as much as possible, but these guys, they haven't gotten as much work in as, as, uh, as I would like. But, you know, I'm, I'm running out of time for the summer bod. But, you know, now that's I, a good we, question. We, now, I, I want to ask this because um, I've, I've talked to some of my my former teammates who are done playing so they don't have as uh, something to really work for. Uh, how has that been for you, you know, having to continuously work out? I mean, I know you play in a ton of summer leagues and men's leagues, but has that been a struggle now, you know, post playing days, like getting in the weight room and, you know, exercising it's different. Is it not? Yeah, it is. I mean, you're not, you don't have a set end game. You're not in a team environment anymore. So, you know, motivation fluctuates for sure. You don't have that. You don't have those other 12 guys that are pushing you and, or the required workouts that, is is kind of forcing you and pulling you to the gym but on the other side you know i'm working working full time it's kind of working extra hours and having the gym be in the city and you know obviously when i get home i mean i'm making excuses at this point obviously i can get out and make a workout happen anywhere but yeah it's different it's different i'm i'm probably working out less frequently i'm playing more hoops though i mean i'm playing in three men's leagues so i play three, four times a week at least. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, there's no lack of, there's no lack of movement unless some of the games get canceled and I have some off weeks, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely different. I work out, I don't, I work out less frequently, but you know, at times I get into a groove and I'm ripping almost every day of the week, but some weeks I'm also the exact opposite. I guess you lose kind of that consistency and that's what, you know, I think when that transition, I think it's beneficial to get in that consistent loop, you know, implement it into your schedule and then hold yourself to it. I think it, it adds a very beneficial aspect to your life, kind of post-athletic career. Yeah. Well, we've seen our sister obviously does all the marathon training. So that's kind of her when she's doing all the running, she's building towards something. It's a lot easier when you're building towards something even when i'm working out basketball wise obviously lifting i'm in my mind i'm thinking i want to be stronger so that once the game comes around but when i'm playing basketball too i'm thinking to myself it's all in my imagination you know painting a picture of the game uh against babson against wpi and then once that's gone it i'm sure it'll be different but I'm not looking ahead, but uh, you're in a different place than me, so it's interesting to get that take. Yeah, Let's... I uh, hold on. Let me add. Let me add another touch to that. Uh, another layer. Um, I think. I think you. I think 
work uh, well Maeve's also in a great spot because she uh she runs in groups in the mornings and so that yeah. you know what I'll say is this and I did a lot of this kind of while I was coming up and, and and going into college and growing up just playing basketball but like working out by yourself but there's a ceiling that you put on yourself when you only do things on your own um Working in a team environment, it always pushes you and gets the best out of you. So for anyone out there, I'd recommend, you know, finding your friends that have the same vision and goals as you and, and get after it together because you guys will push each other in ways in which you couldn't push yourself and, um, and kind of add that extra level of competition to raise each other to a lot higher standard. So makes things easier. Uh so that's that's definitely my two cents based on kind of what I've seen and been through and now where I am right now. Yeah, when you get down here we'll we'll get that beach workout in. <laughs> loading, loading. All right, well let's yeah. get into our our topic for today. I texted you this morning. I was on the beach and it's been on my mind a lot and we've referenced it on the pod um and it's something I actually admire quite a bit about you and always have but the this part about having humility or learning humility whether it's something you are taught from a young age by your parents or the people you surround yourself with or if it's you just learn it naturally or whether it's something that becomes inevitable because of your experiences and you just have to learn humility it is paramount to personal growth and I, I say that because we just talked about basketball, but basketball is one of the key vehicles, I think, to learning humility because at one point or another, however good you think you are, at some point you're going to get reminded that maybe you're not as good as you thought. Now, I always was the best player in my town uh, certainly for my age, but you know, you, you go outside your bubble and you realize you're not all that. And, and this happens in so many forms basketball is just a, a very easy way to understand it or sports in general. But for you, cause you're definitely always more humble than I was learning it now <laughs> a little later, but where did, where do you think that came from? your humility and, and kind of deflecting your own achievements or um, successes? Um, well, I guess from the humility aspect, uh, I mean, I think it's rooted a lot in who you watch in the NBA and watch growing up and then, kind of admiring the game and the players and how people carry themselves and kind of picking favorites and who you want to model your games after. And then on top of that, just who's in the household. I mean, I feel like our parents did a good job of teaching us to be humble. But at the same time, you know, I think that idea of seeing the humility, I think that's more so rooted in the fact that you know, you're less surprised at the results based on kind of what you put into it. And you're like, well, this should happen. So I'm not going to go gloat about it. And 
the work's not done either. So, uh, but at the same time, I think, you know, and obviously one of our core values is, is celebrate, celebrate those success, those journeys, and, and obviously yourself along the way. So I think there's definitely a key to balance there and being very humble, but at the same time, celebrating those wins because you want to have this, you want to have this kind of, you want to be able to celebrate the journey. That's what it's all about. You don't want to celebrate the results. You want to celebrate kind of the path that it it took you to get there. Um, and I think that journey is humbling in itself, right? So the results, once you start to care less about the results and just sit back and admire the fact that you feel comfortable with kind of the work you put in and you say, Hey, I'm satisfied because I didn't leave anything out on the table. It's like, then you, there's nothing else to, to think too hard about. You're like, Hey, I'm satisfied with what I did. I'm proud of myself. Um, there's really nothing anyone else can tell me about it, whether regardless of whether the results didn't go my way or not. Yeah. Um, I like that part. I, cause I want to write a blog on this. And so I was, I was jotting down different things to try to, understand it in my mind and how I would like to articulate this to others. And I wrote this down. So I want to read it. I said, the sooner we become less impressed with ourselves is the sooner we are less affected and more prepared for when we are faced with obstacles. And I think you just basically said that in a different way is this part of the preparation. Um, and when you do have your successes, of course, celebrate them. But you, you're not as impressed, not as surprised because, you know, you put in the work, but you also know that with that preparation and what goes into the journey, you know that when these obstacles come and the challenges arise, you're also not surprised. I think humility, that's what's so important about it. When you are so ego blown and you think so highly of yourself once you get knocked down and that ego is dissolved a bit or you're put in your place or you're humbled as people will say something then it's like a confidence rocker and that to me is is and you've been so great at that and i admire it is how you toe the line between having humility but also maintaining confidence because obviously there's, there's people always say, Oh, and there's the line of confidence and cockiness. Um, there's also a line and a balance of humility and confidence because yeah, you got to be able to be honest with yourself and be prepared that, Hey, you know, you, you things might not work out. I might, I may not win. Someone else might be better than me but also have the confidence of like, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm fearless. What do you think that balance is and how do you balance that? In? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess confidence, I guess you can have a bunch of humility and not like, I, I don't think you need to give something, give up confidence to get more humility or get more humility right, right. by giving up confidence. I think you can have both. They can coexist. I guess, you know, it's more so in how you portray it. I mean, I think the more, 
you know, when you said essentially the sooner we become less impressed by ourselves, I think that's on the exterior. Um, I, I think when we become less impressed by ourselves, which I think I'm, I'm sure what you mean by that is we get, you know, you have instead of this like being in awe of yourself or like celebrating things, like you just gain this ultra confidence. Um, and in the fact that like these, you know, obstacles don't really control me anymore because I have this ultra confidence in myself. You know what I mean? Um, right. But you know, I guess I'll ask you this. <clears throat> and and sometimes you know I don't like when people are like, oh no, he's like way too cocky. Like you you really need to be an, an outright dick to for me to say you're cocky. Like I think there's just and obviously you need to be. I guess when someone's cocky, I think they're not as good as they think they are in something and they let people know that they're really good at the same time. I think you can be as outrightly, you know, confrontation, not confrontational, but like you can let it be known that you're really good. And that can, and, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're cocky. That just means you're extremely confident. Um, now I'll ask you this: Do you think Jimmy Butler's cocky? Do you think he has a lot of humility? Do you think he has a lot of confidence? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I actually, I think he he toes the line of ultra confidence. Not even toes the line. He is the balance of ultra confidence and humility. But I'll say this: So he's got the ultra confidence. This is a great example you brought up, Con. He he's ultra confident. Obviously, he's fearless and. Uh, he lives for the moment and he doesn't back down because he doesn't seem scared to fail. Like we referenced in episodes prior, Ricky Fowler said, I'm not scared to fail because I've failed before. Jimmy Butler, I think is the epitome of that. With that being said, he's very, he deflects praise very often to his teammates. He's very humble. He's bought into his culture. Now to me, it seems more authentic when someone is, you know, accepting of the praise to an extent. Like he got asked, someone was saying, oh, you know, you're you're maybe nearing a Hall of Fame career with all the this playoff run and everything you've been doing. And he said, if I get inducted into the playoff or into the Hall of Fame, I won't attend the ceremony. And to me, that is that's that like, oh, you know, it's a team sport is kind of his whole reasoning. And to me, I think that's just bullshit. Um, I think he's a great example of of a mix of the both, but I think that's not even authentic humility, though, at that point. It's just trying to say the right thing or the, the more. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think you said the right thing. I mean, I think, you know, you're kind of toning the line between just, you know, between disrespecting the Hall of Fame and yeah, like yeah. getting inducted. It's like you're going to a ceremony for yourself, like at least have the humility to show up for it, you know what I mean? But I mean we'll cross that bridge when and if he gets inducted. Um but yeah, I mean that's what I think people need to understand is that you can have a ultra confidence and then get knocked down and you know you really start to figure out who you are and you start to figure out, you know really the type of cloth people are cut from. Um, you know, after they 
they don't get over an obstacle. They can't climb that wall. They get knocked down, right? Just in any type of fault in life, it's like, okay, how do you react to that? You know, that kind of reaction is people are going to look at you and say, okay, how did you recover from this? Not like down the line, but like, what was your, like, you know, how did you handle it? For professional athletes, what were the press conferences like? Yeah. Like that that says a lot about who you are. If you can go up onto, you know, national media after playing your heart out and losing or having the worst game of your career and being criticized, then you know you're gonna be criticized and something bad happens, you get thrown out of the game, but having to just stand up there and deal with maybe awful questions or very direct questions targeting you and your career and then just having the humility to, you know, dissect it in a um, very respectful manner. Um, but at the same time, it's like stand up for yourself as well. You know what I mean? So it, I think, I think we fall in love with the idea of like, Oh, we need to make sure that people think that we're really full of humility or right. We need to make sure people. I agree. That's what, that's what annoys me about Jimmy Butler as I admire how team first he is and, and all that. But, but I agree. It doesn't seem, I mean, human nature is, is we want, we obviously want success for our team, our teammates, but you want success for yourself and you feel a certain level of gratification when it happens. And so when, when humility is over portrayed, it becomes, seems fake you know because yeah. it, you know so to define humility i looked up just just to see the exact verbiage of definitions there were a few and and i got so humility freedom from pride or arrogance another one the quality of not being proud because you are aware of your bad qualities so those are a few different ones um and then i think yeah, I don't think it's a, a lifestyle altering thing, but I, I think humility, what I've realized and almost had to learn through experiences is it, having humility better prepares you for challenges that arise because otherwise, if you don't have it and something knocks you down on your face, takes a while to get back up i mean this could be in relationships maybe you have a breakup that's really hard um academically maybe you thought you were so ready for something you thought you didn't need to study and then you quickly realize oh shit i'm not above the, the typical pattern of studying for something and now i failed and now i can't go up the next level whatever it might be or maybe it's Golf. <laughs> Here, he goes. Here he goes. Here he goes. Keep going down the list. That's cool. oh, I had a couple good ones. I mean, golf's a great one. You one day, yeah. I swear to God, it it nearly it's like the golf gods are a real thing, and you hit a beauty, and you're like, uh, even yesterday we played, and I went par par to start, not to toot my horn, but I was fired. I was like, okay, this could be my career day, and then I was like, double, double, double yeah. bogey, double, and then I got better on the back nine but it's all right when you start to toot your own horn a little bit or someone does it for you and you let it get to you and you think 
a bit too much of yourself and you don't remember the bad parts of your golf game or the bad qualities of yourself, you get humbled quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the idea of of of, of humility, I think a lot of it, and I think this will probably be the last thing we touch on before we get into superlatives and everything of that nature, but I think if you are comfortable with who you are as a person and and that's that's a very loaded statement like not all not everyone's comfortable with with who they are as people um you know then you start to become grateful for who you are your surroundings and that kind of and and you don't you know that self-talk right is is huge um and kind of gaining you that self-confidence and building up that gratitude for your surroundings. And I think in that, that in itself is a direct product of humility. Um, but being very comfortable in your own skin, I think really breeds humility because you have more confidence and it's like, I don't have really this chip burdening me um, that I'm just constantly angry at to a point where I need to spread my wings for no reason you know what i mean uh for lack of a better analogy there uh, yeah and it comes back to this shirt right here being authentic not perfect when, when you really strive to be who you really are you and your honest self know what might be your insecurities your weaknesses and those things that may be brought to light one day that um if you face them and you know them, you live an honest, authentic life, then when they arise, it, it shouldn't bother you that much. You know? But when we try to be someone we're not and, and we get humbled, then it's we feel like a victim. And that's its own podcast episode, the victim mentality. But yes, yeah, C-Mac, I, I, I want to be on, uh, on air here saying C-Mac is one of the more humble people i've ever met obviously i've spent more time around him than most but uh here he he'll he'll deflect the credit and his own humility <laughs> uh but i can say that honestly and i've i've learned a lot from from watching him as a as an athlete a leader a person because i uh i definitely had a bit of a bigger ego growing up than he did so he's taught me some good things that being uh, said, of course, of course, let's get into our MTD, MTDs of the week, and then we'll get into our MTD starting five, and that'll wrap it up. So you'll, you're starting off this week, MTD of the week, something you saw on social media, saw on the news, um, heard about that deserves some praise in the MTD framework. Yep. So mine's going to be a huge shout out to, and this is sports related, a huge shout out on, forgive me if I mispronounce the name, but a huge shout out to Carlos Alcaraz on uh, winning the his first ever major Wimbledon championship. Now he's, for context, he's 20 years old. He some, I, with- and, and some may call him a C-Mac no. doppelganger. There has been speculation that 
C-Mac might be giving out this MT of the week quite simply because it was actually secretly him who won the Wimbledon. If you're watching this on the YouTube or if you're on the podcast, I would like for you to go to Google right now and look up a photo of the young man and do a side-by-side. You might see some similarities. No. Continue. No, all no, all humility aside, I'm I I mean I gotta be better looking than this guy. No, I agree. <laughs> anyways, <you're>... anyways, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways, shout out to this guy because he's 20 years old. Uh took home the World Titles. There's, there's only four other tennis players in the last, don't quote me on this. I want to say decade or two. Wow, they might be 20 years, yeah, who've won the league. Yeah, two decades. There's been, you know, what they call the big four in tennis. Andy Murray, Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal were the only other four. And this guy, 20 years old, comes through the woodworks and beats Djokovic, 36 years old, um, you know, still playing like he's 26 and... Frankly, this guy probably grew up idolizing Djokovic and talk about humility. He was very, very grateful, humbled to have beaten someone that he grew up essentially probably, you know, like myself watching NBA basketball players modeling this game out to try and take the shots and, and watch the games, watch the matches, and then go outside and try and make the exact shots once he started growing up, uh, you know, watching how, how Djokovic used to play. So, Kind of beating an idol of that manner um, in essentially probably the biggest tournament in tennis, in the sport of tennis, at 20 years old is unbelievable. I mean, that's literally, Brendan, that's you bringing home the crown. So yeah. uh, I got to give a huge shout out to that guy because he, he did show a lot of humility as well. He was grateful. Uh, but at the same time, you know, my opinion doesn't matter that much because even if he was out there saying this is my sport now, I'm the king of this, I probably would have loved it even more. So, um, yeah, you know what I mean. You gotta, yeah, take what you what you see. If you like, you like it. If you don't, you don't. It's everyone's entitled to their opinion. But yeah, let people rock out. But I, I like I like this guy's swagger, and he's he's a real baller. So shout out to Mister and uh, forgive me if I pronounce it. Alcaraz. There you on, go. Uh, and, I, and I saw uh it's so weird they do this. And I actually saw that they used to do this in NBA games. I remember like Kobe Bryant lost the finals and on the court he gets interviewed after. And it's peculiar to me. They don't do imagine they interviewed Jimmy Butler right on the sideline after the Nuggets won the finals this year. It's wild to me, but they did that at the Wimbledon. You know, they, they do the whole interview. But Djokovic exhibited the highest level of humility. He said, you know, some of the ones I've won in the past, maybe I shouldn't have won, and I'm fortunate to have won those. And today, Alcaraz was was better than me, and he deserved to win. You know, that's, that's admirable stuff because everyone knows it's universal. Jokovic is one of the greatest. Um, so he doesn't need to say it for himself. Mine is staying in the sports world. Sabrina Ionescu of the New York Liberty put on a fucking shooting clinic in the WNBA three point contest, set a record, uh, 
of any three-point contest, men's or women's, 37. Ridiculous. Absolutely. She missed two shots, and there are five, 10, 25, and then there's two uh, four-point shots. So 27 shots. She hit 25. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Yeah, shout out to her. I thought, Bruno, I thought your shot was going to be Steph getting a hole in one to show kind of how he's he's dominating in two sports. Yeah, multi-dimensional. That's more than different, mm-hmm. right there. What people can take out of him is 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 that work ethic and that consistency because you know he wasn't God gifted. He didn't he didn't get a God gifted jump shot and or a God gifted golf swing. It's it's that's practice right there. That's reps. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably the most in-shape basketball player in the NBA. He can probably run circles around everybody. So people can take take a page out of that man's book, consistency, um, and, and playing at a high level and, and working out and training at a high level consistently. Yeah. Day over day, week over week, month, year over year. Um, and not, I, I don't doubt the guy is going to go into – professional golf and go on the tour once he retires and from hoops because i mean the guy's a legend so that's yeah. my dumb doubling down yeah you just doubled down way to way to overshadow sabrina there but um yeah, yeah well, Steph, I mean, well I mean, I'm, putting the same, I'm putting her in the same same uh category as steph from a shooting perspective because of that performance you know what i mean no there one's ever go. done like that I, I was watching that clip too and she was uh, i think it was that net wasn't moving much yeah you know it, was I mean? nuts. And, it was nuts and shout out to to the women's bat WNBA as well because it's yeah it's every gone. time I, every time gone. i see it on that the the stands are pretty full and and obviously that uh three-point contest and all-star game was uh was pretty rowdy as well so one of these days i'm gonna get to a game check it out i definitely want to get myself a WNBA jersey i'll shout out a team at one point you know what i mean i gotta figure out who my squad is I don't think it's a I don't think it's a Connecticut Sun, even though they're the closest still in New England team we got. But. Yeah, you'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, Steph Curry's got translatable habits, work habits, golf, basketball. We talk about that a lot in terms of your habits. They're all just you translate them into different endeavors and ambitions that you have. That's put the it key. into put it in consistently into anything that you want and I'm, i promise you you're going to see results you're going to see results but it doesn't happen in a day doesn't happen in a week may not even happen in a month you got to be consistent about it that's really the name of the game all right let's get into our final segment mtd starting five we've gotten some some good feedback on these um these are funny these these really have no structure to them um you build up a starting five and you kind of got to justify why that's your weekly starting five, but yeah. just bear with us. This is us kind of just bringing out our, our humor element of the, uh, of the podcast. Cause it's a big part of me and C-Max banter back and forth. So we thought we had to, we had to get a segment that incorporated. it. I'm going to start this week. You've gone first most weeks. So I'm going to get us going this week. Right. We have our starting five. We have food habit. Value movie song. Okay, great. Food. I'm gonna start here. Um, this could hurt me. This could hurt me when you're looking at who you might expose on the defensive end, but 
I'm gonna it's it's I think it's a love hate thing, and you got to have those guys. Think Draymond Green, guys who you either would love on your team or hate to play against. Give me Rice Pilaf all day. Give me Rice Pilaf as my my starter. Habit. Like- no, no, you can. Yeah, can, I, can you can. can no, no, you can. Okay, fine. I'd rather you object after, but okay. That's like a that's like drafting a, like a late second rounder as your first pick in the draft. Yeah, I'm a, I see something that others don't. That's all it is. That's, that's all it ever was. Yeah, look, hey, keep going. Sorry, excuse me. Pardon me. My apologies. Habit, habit. Give me ab workout every day. C Mac actually showed me an ab workout. His uh must have been your after your first year of college, and I still do it very frequently. I've started doing it. Pretty Got much it. daily, seven seven minutes, seven exercises, forty five on, fifteen off. You know, I, I cycle through exercises. It's not rocket science, but I'll tell you what: you can do the hardest workout you possibly. You you want to talk ab workout? You're talking an efficient player because you could do the hardest heavyweight lifting workout, and if you don't do an ab workout or incorporate some kind of abs in there. It feels like you, you missed something. You could do a light workout, but get an ab workout in additionally, and it really feels like you put in pain. So you want to talk about efficiency with your time, efficiency with movement, someone who's not going to demand the ball a lot. Give me ab workout as my habit. Okay. Value doesn't need any explanation. Give me humility. Give me a bunch of guys who who are looking to deflect credit. They're looking to play for something bigger, they understand that, hey, it ain't all going to work in their favor, but they're they're not scared to try, and they know whatever comes, they're going to navigate it, and they're going to figure it out. Song. No, movie. Give me Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting is a film that is iconic. Obviously, Boston. Uh, driven a lot of Boston elements in there, but it's blue collar. It's blue collar. It's about finding a way. It's about seizing your talents such as will in this film. He has a uncanny intelligence to him that no one has his gifts and maximizing them. Okay. You talk about getting the most out of your players. Goodwill hunting is a great example. Song, give me Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. I'll go out and say this might be one of the greatest songs ever created. I got asked, I was up late texting a woman last night, which has been a long time. She asked me a question. If there's one song you play for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I quickly responded, Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. It is timeless. (laughs) You got to have it. Um powerful lyrics and hires you up quite frankly so i got rice pilaf ab workout humility goodwill hunting and man in the mirror over to you c-mac all right that's that's yeah it's a decent but a very beatable roster um so we'll all kick us off with um as I gather my 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 squad, uh, who did you start with? Did you start with food? food. Go food. 
yeah, food look, habit value. In the summertime, you know what I mean? I think this is very underrated. I actually to add a little context to it. I just buried this about 20 minutes ago, but a homemade fruit salad is <laughs> second to none in some 90 degree weather after burying a cheeseburger. Now this may go against the rules talent, you know, given the whole spread, but I'm saying cheeseburger off the grill with a little grill, the asparagus carrots on the side, finish it off with, Oh my God, I'm talking probably the best, fruit salad i'm talking nutrition my team's eating well we're fit we're not going to be see look <clears throat> we're not going to be huffing and puffing in the fourth quarter we're an endurance type of team we're going to run up and down we're going to get you that way so fruit salad you know it, it's it's an appetizer you know what i mean like it's it's, it, it's something pre-game right it's not like it's not a big steak right it just gets the ball rolling for my roster <laughs> Um, so obviously that's going to be my point guard because he, he's going to lead the squad. Obviously, get you know what he eats, everyone else is going to eat. Um, <clears throat> habit, right? We're going to be real high IQ team, okay? Like the boys, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have probably sixty plus set plays, right? We're we're gonna know we're gonna probably be speaking three different languages out on the court together, right? <laughs> I mean, we're gonna be. We're going to be real solid, real solid. And if we can't beat you with athleticism, we're going to beat you with execution. And that's uh, reading the newspaper every day. You did that uh, last time. No, I didn't. Did I? Yeah, you did. Shit. Okay. Well. Wow. Wow. You th- Now you talk about a guy now look, who now that doesn't means- show up prepared, doesn't now, remember I- what he did in the past. You know what Unbelievable. It was? Do you not remember so your own girlfriend came on the pod given that statistic? I, I, you're right. No, you're right. Good point. You know what it was? I brought the I brought the I brought the newspaper in this morning. That's something you know what? I'll take a void for that drop for that spot. All right. I think I might get get this back with my uh small forward. Probably like a LeBron James type player at the end of the night. Um, you know, you know when everyone's rowdy, everyone yeah, just trying to settle down, celebrate, celebrate, appreciate people around us, you know, life as we know it. Piano Man by Billy Joel. Um, I mean, yeah. singing us a song, a piano man. I mean, come on. Billy J in the house. Um, I like you it. Know, I'll flick you that up, baby. Uh, he's just, he's your, he's your 28, 7, and 8 type of guy all around. Um, movie, not a lot of people are going to know it, but <clears throat> it's a mad, 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 mad world. Classic 60s film. I mean, talk about something great. Talk about persistence. Um, I'm not even going to get into it because you guys just, people got to watch it. I mean, you got, you got some real famous actors in there. Uh, you know, Phil Silvers, Buddy Hackett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fellas. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? So, and, 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 and Jonathan, um, Jonathan Winters and, and the boys. So, you know, we we can go down that go down that road, but a lot of big names from back in the day. Um, that one's a classic, and I'll top it off. Uh, value, uh, creativity. Ooh, um, nice one. 
uh, actually, I still have movie as well, but creativity, I think. No, you just did movie. You just did movie. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse what me. kind of? What are you excuse doing? No, no, I got no. I got team. I got team. No, um, there's no team. There's no team in this week's. You had habit. <laughs> team. You pissed habit away. Oh, food, food. No, yeah, I blew. I blew. Well, I had the yeah. food. Yeah, I blew. I blew the habit. All right. Well, I'm gonna finish off with creativity. Uh, I think just in general. Um, you know, life becomes bland when you're not creative. I think every day you want to try and make the most of it and use your creative side to keep the motivation alive and find different ways to make the very minute and you know, everyday tasks fun and enjoyable by getting creative and really getting out of you know, sometimes maybe a rhythm that you don't really want to be in. So, creativity. It's huge. Uh, my roster sucks this week. Uh, I'm just going to take the L and just go home. Look at the that, humility. Uh, I love the humility exhibited yeah, out of the young man. You know what? I'll take the L. I'm, I'm, a, I'm really appalled in my performance. My head's not even – my head's not there. But um, I'll be back next week. I'll be yeah. back next week. You're going to have a shot. You're going to have a fighting chance. All right. That's a big victory for me. Um with rice, the fact you beat me with rice pilaf is just sad. <laughs> just a sad, sad day. Yeah, it's a really rice pilaf. Oh. Yeah, well, hey, don't hate the player, hate the game, and um, you just didn't show up ready. So I don't know what you want to, what you want to hear from me. All I mean, I'm gonna I say, use, I just use piano man on my worst roster. Yeah, right I'll tell you, that's a man. special song, and you totally. <laughs> Didn't get any value out of that. And that probably gets me past the first round of the playoffs, but you know, I'm not making a deep run with that team. I might not even make the playoffs, but it might be a plan. Yeah, piano man, he'll he'll win the first playing game, but I I I just don't think you know having no shooting guard is not gonna help me at all. Yeah, yeah. No, you're just playing down a man, playing with Casper out there. So that wraps up this week's episode. Other updates tournament is in motion eight teams are all damn near locked in rosters will come out we will start building the hype of who will be there and we are fired up we are just over a month away august 19th at duggar park in west medford starting at noon 12 to 6 our sponsors of the tournament want to give a shout out Brunt workwear, high quality workwear, boots, hoodies, you know, different clothing that people wear when they're doing the blue collar stuff. Obviously, those are uh, onerous jobs that uh, can can be uncomfortable. So you want to be in some good comfort, whether it be on your feet, on your back. So Brunt workwear. Thanks for being one of our sponsors. Gold standard hoops. Talk about high-level coaching and high-level attention to detail. We had Coach Giordano on the pod about two months back. Had Jay Deterley, who was working for Gold Standard, also a player at Tufts and trains kids. And I just worked their camp last week. They run a terrific program trying to help kids both improve their basketball game and, and learn different life skills. So Gold Standard Hoops, a great sponsor. Monotomy Grill, the best grill in Arlington, nothing needs, nothing more needs to be said. 
and Spencer Summer Runs, good friend of mine, contributing to the cause. Best Summer Runs in New England, and then we got a shot for life. C-Mac, you know more about a shot for life than me. Give a little spiel. Yeah, yeah. Shot for Life is really building, you know, kind of community rapport, teaching leadership kind of throughout life in, in, in that process of kind of building that community leadership and, and development. It's, you know, all about raising money to help fund, uh, you know, cancer research. So, you know, it's it's really a, a nonprofit organization that puts together a lot of events, um, a lot sports related to um, help fund research uh, for cancer, try and make a help make a breakthrough while at the same time really building community rapport and um, trying to generate, you know, the, the next leaders of, of the next generation and the, and the one now. So shout out to Mike Slonia, um, huge help. And, you know, for everybody else, we'll see you guys at the tournament and we'll start to announce the final teams. Um, and if my guys at Paisani's is listening, we need you back for year two on the ones and twos in the food truck, making those drunken parms. Um, Gotta have it. what it's going to take guys, but you know, we're going to need you there square ready to rock and roll. Uh, we'll bring the crowd. Shit, I'll I'll buy a hundred sandwiches right off the bat if that's what it takes. Um, yeah, we will uh, have the folks there. We need our MTD faithful to come out in deep numbers because this is going to be the tournament, the event of the summer. So, thanks for listening to the pod. As always, we missed a week. We're back. We got some good guests coming up here, and me and C Mac will keep pumping these fucking things out appreciate you guys stay tuned peak of summer baby enjoy it peace later